is it really worth spending $22 million on these Chilean miners? I mean, yeah, right. no one... Right. I mean, did you hear anyone say, look, no. we've got enough miners on the planet already, we don't need another no, 33? No, I had nothing of the sort. Right, so no one said, look, it's not for me to tell a mining company what to do with their miners. Right, yes. And yet we hear these things all the time, don't we? Mm. About the unborn. Mm. We hear these sorts of arguments mm. levelled against the unborn. Now, mm. why do you think that is? Why is there that discrepancy? Why do we not hear it about the Chilean miners, but we do hear it routinely about the unborn child? Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of About Abortion. I'm really excited today to introduce uh, a bit of a new thing, uh, which uh, I'll be talking about in just a moment when I introduce our, our guest today. But just before that, can I just encourage you, look, if you haven't done this uh, already, please just uh, click like on this video. Can you share it? Can you um, give a good review? Uh, all these things just really help to boost its uh, prominence and sort of searchability online, which essentially means more people are going to hear the truth about one of the most important and pressing issues of our day. This is the only regular podcast about abortion in the UK. It's certainly the only regular podcast speaking the truth about abortion. Please help us to get this message out there. I'd be so grateful if you could do that. Uh, it doesn't take a moment. Well, let me introduce to you uh, my guest today. I've got Dave Payne here. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. It's great to have you. Now, um, Dave's uh, a wonderful guy because he's agreed to be my guinea pig. Uh, today, which is very brave of him. Foolish, perhaps. Uh, time will tell. Um, but the idea really is um, I want to help people to get a hold of pro-life apologetics. Okay, now we've got training videos out there. We've got all sorts of different resources to train people up, but we're trying something a bit different. Uh, over these three or four episodes, we're going to be talking through uh, pro-life apologetics and the idea is this is going to function a bit like a tutorial and you guys get to listen in and follow along with the lesson, as it were. And uh, you can hear where you think uh, Dave's really picking up on it. You can hear where maybe he's not getting it yet. And I just hope that'll be helpful as you process the information mm. and get trained up. So without further ado, uh, let's get cracking. So Dave, um, first of all, just tell us a bit about yourself. How did we meet and uh, what are you up to in life? Um, I first saw you on a video, actually. Oh, great. Right. That's my parents' house. Okay. Um, it was just the first I'd heard um, anybody speaking about abortion the way you did, right? And I was very moved straight away, mm -hmm. and I, I felt I really wanted to, I really wanted to meet you, to work mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. um, and my father did start to work with you, yep. and um, he offered me a lift up to come and see you, see what it was all about. And uh, yeah, I've been keen to come and see you any chance I can yeah. since then. Well, it's been great to have you on the team. So you're part of our Norwich public education team, which That's is right, yeah. which is cracking. So we're going out again this Friday. Uh, you've been out with us a few times. Um, and possibly my favourite Dave Payne fact is uh, on our first outing, you said it was more terrifying than your first cage fight. That's quite right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that really the case? Yeah, considerably, yeah. Really? Yeah. So, so why was that? What was so terrifying about, about it? Um, it's a complicated question. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to it. Um, the stakes are high, I guess, mm. with this. Um, mm. Talking about the death of human children. Um, at the hand of their mothers, mm. their mothers, yeah. um, mm. the legal system as well. Like it's done through the NHS. They go into hospital. Mm. It should be a place of care and mm. healing, and, and yet children are dying. Mm. So there's mm. something really, it's, it's serious. It's incredibly yeah. serious. Um, just feels scary to challenge it. There's something scary about that. Even though I want to, it's, mm. it's, 
this hostility that we face. Um, this is controversial. This is hugely controversial. This isn't a com- This is a taboo subject. Yeah, it's not comfortable to go and discuss this. Um, and yeah, the cage fight, I guess, comparatively was sporting. It was <laughs> the other guy wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was fun. That was nice. That was pleasant. <laughs> this and, is not pleasant. And what? Um, just just briefly on the cage fight. How how did it go? Did, yeah, went swimmingly. Did you win that one? I yeah, did happen to win it. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And are you likely to see that guy again? I mean, is this is this going to be a repeat occasion or this, that specific yeah. guy? Yeah. I don't know. You don't. Know. I hope I do see him again. He's a yeah. nice guy. I liked him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, do you guys have a drink afterwards? I mean, how does it kind of? Uh, we didn't shake actually, hands. Yeah, shake hands. We part yeah. ways. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to rub his rub his face on it. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was all sporting. That was that was, yeah, that was pleasant. I enjoyed that. Well, I mean, perhaps we could do another series on, on, on how to cage fight, because I mean, that, I would personally find that much more overwhelming, I think. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's, it's what you're used to. But um, thanks for, for just, yeah, drawing out some of the reasons there. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to be feeling the same, that they've got the conviction, hmm. as, as you clearly do, and they've got a heart to see a change here. But it is, it is a David versus Goliath hmm. thing, isn't it? In the natural, hmm. Hmm. we are up against it. You've got the legal, hmm. you've got the kind of the emotional mm. um, and in particular a lot of people feel like they don't know sort of where to begin in a conversation Quite, yeah um, and, and and they don't know how to carry on I mean what was your you know what's been your experience of that I mean sort of before you came out with us and when you started coming out with us how did you feel about the idea of of engaging in mm. conversation about abortion? I'm feeling increasingly confident to do mm-hmm. so and I think a, a large um, something that certainly cemented that confidence is having been around you and hearing you um, you present facts mm-hmm. when you can logically construct an argument and you can say for these reasons this is wrong mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you're far more confident to stand whereas if I just think, stand up and say I think this is wrong and I don't think this is okay and you're doing a bad thing it's, it's a rather weak argument Right. But standing alongside you there was just I was pretty overwhelmed actually with the um, the figures that you could chuck out and the number of abortions, the way they're carried out. It just, um, yeah, something was sort of pulled back and the the, the barbarism was revealed. It was, mm. it was is barbarism the right word? It was barbaric. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's ugly, very mm. ugly. And that's given me confidence. Um, yeah, this needs to be challenged. This mm. needs to be, awareness needs to be sort of brought to it and mm. well I hope that as people listen in uh, to this conversation we're going to have now that it's going to be a similar experience for them it's it's as mm. if they are standing with us and listening in in the way that you were listening in you know and still are and now participating in our conversations on the street so really I hope that people can follow along so we're going to be doing um, pro-life apologetics is, is apologetics something that you're familiar with have you done that before that's uh, a strange word it sounds like you're going to apologize a lot yeah no no it's not <laughs> what do you mean by that yeah so so apologetics really is is making the defense it's making the case it's it's uh, if you've got a, a belief mm. um, about something it's how do you actually argue that so really it's about making um, a case for something and really, that's, that's the essence of what we're going to be doing over these three or four episodes. Because as you say, it's one thing to stand up and say, I think this is wrong, or even just to assert, this is wrong. Mm. At the end of the day, that's not going to persuade many people. But if you can show the evidence and, and provide the reasoning, then you can take people along with you. And, and in a sense, there's one particular thing I want to try and get across in this first 
session, okay, um, which I'll get to in just a moment. But first of all, do you think, Dave, do you think people out there in general see abortion as a simple issue or as a complicated issue, would you say? In general, I think probably simple mm -hmm. initially. Mm -hmm. Just left to their own devices to think what they want to think about it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. The way the NHS can sell it almost, not mm. you pay for it, but the way it's the way the service is, it's like a service they provide. It can mm -hmm. seem simple. It's like, do you want this? Yes or no. Right. If you don't, this is the route to take it. Right. It's all fine and good. But the second you start to speak, pe speak to mm. people about it and you tell them that the child feels pain, mm. and it suddenly becomes incredibly complicated. Mm. Mm. Incredibly. Mm. Yeah, there's certainly an attempt, isn't there, to normalise it and just say, look, it's just a healthcare provision. Mm. If you want it, here mm. it is, it's free. I think there's definitely that attempt to to, to, to normalise it. But as you, say, as you begin to speak with people about it, they they uh, see there's more to the issue than meets the eye. Absolutely. How about this? Do you think people see it as um, a sort of personal issue, very private, it's up to me? Or do you think people see it as a sort of an objective, universal issue? You know, either it's always right or it's always wrong. Have, hmm. What's been your experience on that sort of side? Probably more personal, I'd say, mm. I think. It's yeah, like, it's very much your choice. If you yeah. want to do this, you crack on. If it suits you, if it's convenient to you, those mm. sorts of things. Mm. Um, you don't really. There some, seems to be something along the lines of you don't have the right to stick your nose into my business. That's my business. Right, I'm yeah. allowed to go and do that. Mm. You can't really come and tell me. Mm. That, yeah, that's, that's a fair yeah. I think you're right. I think people do see it as very personal. Which interestingly, you wouldn't hear applied to certain other issues, would you? I mean, you don't tend to hear, hear someone say, "Look, whether I beat my wife." Mm. That's personal. Yes. You know, it's yeah. nothing to do with you. Yeah, that's... Respectfully, if you don't want to beat your wife, that's your right. decision. It's my choice that yeah. I want to. Yeah, that's... So it's interesting that I think we, our society has compartmentalised this issue mm. into a very sort of personal camp. It's, it's really up to me. Mm. You know, it's what's right for me. And, and how about for you then? Do you see this issue as a simple issue or a complicated issue? Do you see it as personal or objective? Um... I think it's fairly simple in my mind, actually. Mm. I think this is actually very simple. Mm -hmm. um, it boils down to it's a human life. Right. Um, life's God-given. Yeah. It's sacred. We're made in the image of God. We're stamped with his image. Mm. Um, something we can't do. We can't create life on our, life on our own. Mm -hmm. It's a God-given thing. Um, life's wonderful. Life's a gift. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think taking life is an incredibly solemn thing. Mm. You want to be absolutely clear. that I think there may be grounds for it mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. But that's a serious, solemn topic mm. in and of itself. Mm, mm. And you need to be, you want to be absolutely sure that the person mm. you're going to condemn to death, mm. that's, that's the right course of action. Mm. And that, I, I'm not qualified to speak about that at all. Mm. I, I have no, but it's, that's the, so for me, the issue is simple. Mm. It's, this is a human life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You want to protect that. Yeah. And I, and I totally agree. And I, I think this is the thing I'd love people to get a hold of in this episode, if nothing else. This is actually a simple issue. Now, it can feel very overwhelming and it can feel difficult to make the case and mm. to know where to meet someone and how do you kind of even begin this conversation. But actually, abortion is a very simple issue, morally speaking. Mm. Uh, and yet our, our society, when, when you do get to talk about it, has really complicated the issues. Oh, it's personal. It depends on the circumstances. Mm. Oh, it's nothing to do with you. Oh, you can't have a, a rule to say it's always wrong. It just depends. Mm. 
but actually it's a very simple issue morally. Mm -hmm. And so the focus of this episode, what we're gonna be looking at really, is what is the case for life? Okay, so what is the basic argument to say essentially abortion is wrong yep. and needs to be stopped? And so uh, what we're gonna look at is in this episode as well, we're gonna look at the sort of um, the internal work we need to do as advocates. What, how do we need to get our own thinking straight and really clear mm -hmm. on the case for life? So the brain as it were, the kind of brain work. Next episode, we're gonna look really at the heart. So how is our attitude? Mm -hmm. uh, in this and how does that affect the way we converse with people and then finally in, in, in the third and it might flow into a fourth as well we're going to look at okay well how then do we actually make the case mm. you know what words are we using mm. uh, what analogies might be helpful and what questions in particular are, mm. are useful to ask okay but today really simple we're going to establish the case for life and just to be clear this is not we're not saying we're going to learn a script which we then go and proclaim yes but we need to have it clear in our heads. Absolutely, yeah. And I think there's an analogy here with evangelism. We need to know the gospel first before we can... You can point people to Christ. Right. Absolutely, yeah. But we're not always going to evangelise in a sort of boom, boom, boom. Yeah, there's not a, not a formula. You, right. Yeah, otherwise, I'd be out there doing <laughs> Right, yeah. right. But we do need to be clear on what it is in our heads. So yeah. that's the aim of today. So before we dive into that, I wonder, I mean, you're... You're, what are you, 30? 29. 29? Yeah, your 29. Okay, right. So 10 years ago. Yeah. Do you remember where you were 10 years ago? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. 19? 19. How about uh, 12 years ago? 17. Do you remember where you were then? Yes, I do. Yeah? Yeah. College? Uh, school? Yeah, I was in agricultural college. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you remember what um, happened that summer in Chile, 2010? Do you remember? It was a bit of a bit of a news story that was went it around. The it was the miners. Okay, yeah, as a well, guess. I, yeah, just yeah, this is the only thing I've heard from Chile. But so, yeah. what do you, yeah, what do you remember about that? So, some guys got stuck in a cave yep. for a period of time, yep. and um, yeah, we sent some things down to them. I think to yep. keep them going, yep. and then eventually, some some like elite rescue team yep. went down and got them out, yep. and they all survived. They That's all survived. right. Yeah, all they of them. all survived. Yeah. All of them, which is incredible. Uh, what was it, 33, I think, the 33 miners. Yeah, right. every single one survived. Um, yeah, well, good memory. Well done. <laughs> that's, that's, um, yeah, so they were, they were trapped uh, 700 metres under the earth. Wow. They were five kilometres away from the nearest exit. Whoa. And, yeah, basically there was, a, there was a, you know, the, the tunnel collapsed and they were stuck. took 17 days for first contact to be made with them and then another 52 days until they were rescued. So they were down there, what was that, um, 69 days. Wow. Um, uh, but amazingly, each one survived. So you, you might have seen pictures. They, they actually designed this bespoke kind of capsule lift, mm. this kind of shaft, um, and they lifted them up one by one in yeah. this kind of specially made capsule. The whole project cost $22 million. Right. And an incredible international effort. And... Um, one of the interesting things about that story, I mean, it, wonderful good news story. Interestingly, not many people know that some came to faith hmm. whilst they were in the, in the mine. Wow. There was a guy sharing the gospel down there. They actually sent some gospels down. Oh. They're having prayer meetings and oh, stuff praise down God. there. Yeah, it's amazing, actually. You don't hear so much that side of the story. But anyway, wow. one thing that was quite striking about that story is I didn't hear any detractors right i didn't hear anyone oh nobody presenting a counter like yeah to say okay i yeah. see where you're going with this right yeah, yeah. yeah. so no no one said well hang on guys no <laughs> is it really worth spending 22 million dollars 
on these Chilean miners. I mean, yeah, right, no one. Right. I mean, did you hear anyone say, "Look, we've no. got enough miners on the planet already. We don't need another no, 33." No, I had nothing of the sort. Right. So, no one said, "Look, it's not for me to tell a mining company what to do with their miners." Right. Yes. And yet, we hear these things all the time, don't we? Mm. About the unborn, mm. we hear these sorts of arguments mm. leveled against the unborn. Now, mm. why do you think that is? Why is there that discrepancy? Why do we not hear about the Chilean miners? But we do hear it routinely about the unborn child. I'm not entirely sure. Could it be because you haven't seen their face yet? It's mm. possible to like disassociate themselves with what they actually are. You could say, like, in effect, this isn't yet a human. Right. Yeah. I think. I think that's right. I think. I think seeing the face is a big part of it. More broadly, if I put it this way, what is it the world accepted about the Chilean miners? That it doesn't uh, accept. It accepted that they were alive. Right. That they were humans. Right. Right. Yeah. So the, the issue of abortion fundamentally comes down to one thing. What is the unborn? Mm. Okay. It's a question of their humanity. Mm. Now, on the streets, and you've already had some experience of this, people want to talk about any number of other things. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, what are the kind of things you hear people go... I've been told that because I don't have a womb, right. I'm not allowed to speak on this subject. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've been told all sorts of things. I'm told yeah. crazy. I've been told um, someone had a picture of a baby whale, and they're like trying to confuse me with this baby whale. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, wow, people get so cross. Right. Right. Yeah, they rage. Yeah, sure. I can see. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do yeah. not want to speak about that. Right. They'll talk about anything other than yeah that, and there's a reason for that because if the unborn are human, hmm. no justification for abortion is possible. Hmm. If the unborn aren't human, well, you don't need a justification. It's not a problem. No, it's you just can like spot a fly if you want. Exactly. It's like, or having a tooth out or appendix, whatever, who cares? Hmm. But if the unborn are human, it doesn't matter what, hmm. abortion cannot be justified. And that's why hmm. those in support will talk about anything else. They'll talk about circumstances, the cost, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other social issues, mm-hmm. baby whales. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poverty. Right. Um, suffering. And like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and some of these are real issues. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But None of them actually touches the sort of the, the logical and moral heart of the issue. Mm. And so the first thing we need to get in our heads mm. uh, and get straight in our heads as pro-life advocates, as uh, voices for the voiceless, we need to know what the main issue is. Mm. And the main issue is, what is the unborn? And that's where we need to keep our own thinking. And also when we come to it, our conversations, we need mm. to keep bringing the conversation back to but what is the unborn, okay? So that's the heart of the issue, and that, we need to get that really clear in our heads. The humanity unborn child is absolutely essential. It's everything mm. in, this, in this debate, okay? And, and from there, we can attack everything else, okay? So let me, just, um, let me just take you through our basic pro-life syllogism. Okay? What's a syllogism? Sorry. A syllogism. Well, first of all, it's fun to say, syllogism. <laughs> it sounds a bit like silage. Yeah, right. <laughs> silage, yeah. Yeah, silage is the it's grass. It's yeah, grass. grass. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, well, syllogism. I don't believe there's any uh, etymological link there between silage and syllogism. Syllogism is basically a simple logical sequence. So uh, you take some premises, so some statements, and then basically, if this is true and that's true, then this must also be true. You right. know, so it's basically a logical sequence. So you take a premise another premise and then if both of those are true the logical consequence is you know something else and so Mm. um this is not what we're going to proclaim 
to the people we're speaking with. Yep. But we do need to have it clear in our minds. Absolutely. Okay. So the pro-life syllogism is quite simply this. Premise number one, it is wrong to intentionally take an innocent life. Okay? Absolutely. Or to intentionally kill an innocent human being. Okay? Yeah. Second premise, abortion intentionally kills an innocent human being. Right. Right. So that's premise one. Premise two. And then the conclusion is, is, therefore, abortion is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so premise one, it is wrong to mm-hmm. intentionally kill an innocent human being. Premise two, abortion intentionally kills an innocent human being. Absolutely. Therefore, is the conclusion, therefore, abortion is wrong. Mm-hmm. Can you try and say that with me? Absolutely. Right? Let's yeah, go for it. Yeah. Premise one, it, it is, is wrong, wrong to intentionally kill an innocent human being. being. Good. Premise two, abortion intentionally kills an innocent human, human being. being. Therefore, Therefore, abortion, abortion is, is wrong. Okay, and, and hopefully those listening in can follow along with that. And just have that in your mind. It's a simple case for life. Okay, and that is the case for life. Mm. It's really simple. Mm. If the unborn are human beings, then abortion is the intentional taking of an innocent life. Mm. And therefore it's wrong, okay? Now, just thinking through that syllogism, um, I mean, are you aware of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights? Have you ever come across that? Can't say that I am. No, so this is, this is a kind of a, a monumental international declaration, uh, which is quite lengthy. You know, it talks about everyone having the right to life, mm. everyone having a right to being seen as a person mm-hmm. with all the rights that affords within, um, you know, legal systems. And uh, there's a kind of sub-statement called the Declarations of the Right of the Child. And that was right. 1959. And that specifically says that both before birth and after birth, children have special rights because of their vulnerability. Mm. So they need to be protected. So actually, mm. the right of the unborn child is enshrined in international human rights law. Yeah. But countries like ours are just ignoring that. Wow. And, and, and contravening that. Okay. So this is not actually um, a controversial statement. This is actually rad- it's just a radical return to... Mm universal human rights okay so just thinking through those premises do you think most people out there are going to agree with premise one it, it's wrong to intentionally kill an innocent human being yes right most people are premise two hmm. that's where the problem is isn't but, it yeah absolutely right yeah. and why do you think that's more controversial for people to say well how abortion intentionally kills an innocent human being what, what's the sticking point there they may have done it Right, okay. So there's a person. Yeah, there conviction, could be a, sp- yeah. a sort of personal sticking point. Um, conv- it, it takes away convenience. Right, yeah, okay. Um, it takes away consequence-free pleasure. Right, right. I think it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's... I think deceitfully it's been portrayed as a very, as a, as a good thing. It's something mm. that people want to defend, mm. the, the right to mm. abort. Mm. Um, mm. Deceit. Yeah, I, I, right. I sort of think it's shrouded in deceit. <clears throat> That's really interesting because I, I, I was thinking of something slightly different on mine because okay. what you've highlighted there, which is essential, is actually the objection in that logical sequence mm. is actually from the heart, isn't it? It's, it's, yes. it's a moral objection. It's like, well, hang on. If that's true, that affects where I live. Yeah. It might affect my past, my future. Mm. And that actually is the source of of um, whether people acknowledge that or not, that's the source of many people's hang-up when mm. it comes to abortion. It's personal. Mm. And, and, and we'll, we'll, we will come on to that. Um, what were you thinking then? What's I was thinking more in terms of, in, in purely sort of logical terms, 
you know, in terms of the case for life. Oh, they were going to say that it's not a human being. It's not a human being, right. yeah. I see, sorry. I but, see. No, but, but interestingly, I think the, but the source of that, as we're going to see, the yeah. source of that claim... The, the blatant denial of a very right. obvious fact. Well, exactly. It's, it's obvious. When you said to me, if if yeah. a, if yeah. an unborn is a human, like, yeah. how, how, are we going to, how on earth are you going to contest that? Right. So you right. were that. Right. Like, you were, at the time, you were in your mother's womb. Yeah. You, you, were, you were that. Now you're this. Right. Right. <laughs> It's not rocket science. It's yeah. really, really simple, yeah. right? You were, you were that. And you're right. I think the, the source of that false claim is actually the sinful heart. It's saying, mm. I don't want this to be true. Um, now, we can attack that on various fronts. The focus we're going to have today is we're going to actually present the evidence to show how, how clearly false that is mm. in terms of the scientific evidence, yeah. but also some of the kind of logical reasoning, okay? So as you said, logically speaking, it, they'll say, well, it's not a human being. Mm. So abortion is not the taking of an innocent human life. Mm. Okay, so we're going to attack that in two ways, okay? So again, this is not uh, a framework for how to have the conversation, but it is how we need to think about it. And because the humanity of the unborn child is, is the absolute crux of this debate... That's paramount. It's paramount. We need to establish two things. We need to establish the humanity of the unborn child scientifically. Mm. And we've got all this wonderful science which shows um, just how alive and sophisticated that life is. Mm. More than we've ever mm. had in the history mm. of science. Absolutely. So that really helps to show how clearly false the, the claims are they're not human yet. But we also need to be prepared to argue it philosophically and morally, the sort of the, the, the value of the unborn child and essentially how their value is the same as ours. Mm. Okay. Mm. So firstly, we're going to go for, um, go for the scientific sort of side to this coin. So what are the sorts of things you've heard, whether on the streets or just um, generally in life, that people will, will say to kind of downplay what's in the womb what's the sort of terminology have you heard people say oh it's, it's just it's just right. it's just it normally starts it commonly yeah. starts with that mm. um, it's just a bunch of tissues mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a lump of goo mm-hmm. it's, it's some slime yeah yeah literally anything other than right yeah right yeah we do hear that don't we and, and amazing that we hear that even today mm. when we've got such incredible evidence to our fingertips yeah, yeah it's interesting i think now um it was you, wasn't it? You, you had a, a very, very early scan when you were in the womb, and they detected your heartbeat right, very yeah. early on, just Absolutely. three or four weeks or something. Yeah, that's right. It was ridiculously early. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Mm. So that was um, that was just hearing the heartbeat, mm. you know. And uh, was that an actual visual scan? Do you know, that, perhaps that was later on. Not entirely. Sure. There was a yeah. suspected problem. They did yes. some tests and they found my heartbeat incredibly early. Amazing. I yeah. was, they thought I was ectopic. Okay. Is that, is that, yeah. Right. Maybe okay. that way. Maybe something else. They thought I was. An issue. Okay. And okay. Uh, yeah. But they heard that heartbeat. They heard the so heartbeat. And my mum said, uh, yeah. yeah, she knew that I had a heart and I loved yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the facts of the matter are the heart begins to beat three weeks and one day after fertilization. Mm. You know, so inc- it's, you know, That's incredible. A, yeah. Incredible. And yet we still hear these things. It's just a bunch of cells. Oh, it's not alive yet. It's not really human. Or you sometimes say, well, it's just her body. It's her body. It's her choice. Mm, mm. You know, it's up to her yeah, what she does yeah. with her body. So this idea that it's, it's indistinguishable from the woman, it's just a part of her, mm. you know. And yet we know from the science just how false all of this is, okay? So um, let's just talk through th- three areas in particular. So first of all, this idea that it's not really alive yet. What are some of the signs that it is actually alive? 
Um, heartbeat. Right. Growth. Yep. Um, response. Would it respond yeah. to stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Response to stimuli. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from we've got a, some of our literature here. This is just a. Um, this this is what we use on the streets. What do you mm-hmm. think about abortion? It just has a load of facts about prenatal development and the abortion procedures as well, and some amazing facts here. So, um, six days after conception, the embryo begins the implantation process into the lining of the uterus. Three weeks, we've got development of the brain, spinal cord. The heart is well underway. The heart begins beating at three weeks and one day. At six weeks, we've got brain waves detected. And uh, there's increasing evidence about um, when the unborn child can begin to feel pain. Absolutely. As well. Yeah. So it's clearly alive. There's no doubt about that. It's growing. The organs are, are you know, um, forming. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt that it's alive. And, and the only two options are alive or dead. You can't be half alive. No. You're either alive or you're dead. Mm. It's clearly alive. So this whole, oh, it's not alive yet. Clearly unscientific. Mm. Rubbish. Secondly, um, when people say, oh, it's not human yet. <laughs> what is it then? Right. <laughs> right. And when does it become human? Right. Because human technically is a... Species, it's yeah. a species, right? So human parents conceived yeah. a human child, right? Which it always is, yeah, from the moment of conception, right? That's, yeah, that's exactly. Okay. What? How can you counter that? Is there is there any counter? There is no counter. I think we'll, we'll, when we come onto the, the sort of philosophical side of the coin, I think we'll see that sometimes people don't even understand themselves the language they're trying to use, right? Okay, so sometimes they'll say it's not a life or it's not a human yet. And they're not actually necessarily clear in their thinking, but they're not really talking about biological life or biological species. They're trying mm. to make more of a kind of philosophical statement. As in it's not so conscious. Yeah, that right. sort of thing. So we'll come on to that in a bit. But, okay. but you know... But you can see that's already beginning to cloud the very obvious truth, right? Well, the, well this, is a, this is a human. It's a, it's a human and it's alive. And, it's and actually... Yeah, those, those are the fundamentals. And that should be enough, right? Mm. Whether you're conscious mm. or whatever... If you're human and you're alive, you're a human being. Mm. You know that that's mm. it. But you know, just just to make sure the science is clear, and we we live in an age that likes to think it's scientific. Mm. You know, follow the science, yes, uh, etc. Um, the species is clearly human, mm. and sometimes you need to ask someone, okay, if it's not human, what species is it? Mm. Right. So mm. it's clearly alive. Mm. It's clearly human because humans beget humans. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the species. And then thirdly, this is key. Right from that moment of fertilization, what we have is genetically distinct. Hmm. So the DNA is different from the mother's. So it's unique. It's unique. It's its, its own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah. Exactly. So when you're... He- it's its own person. It's not a thing. I'm sorry. That's Well, no, but that's... Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. But, it's, it, but the point, it is distinct. So when your heart was beating at whatever it was, when mm. they detected that mm. three, four weeks, that heartbeat was at a different frequency from your mother's. Mm. Your blood type might be different from your mm. mother's. Obviously, mm. your biological sex is different from your mother's. So you're totally genetically distinct. And separate. Yeah. Human being. So mm. this idea, oh, it's just a part, it's her body, mm. it's whatever. Well, no, just biologically speaking. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. What we've got here is genetically distinct. It's a different human being altogether. And, and so it's not a part of someone else. That actually is someone else mm. right mm. so see if we can remember those three things so it's alive as opposed to dead it's human as opposed to another species and it's a genetically distinct yeah. individual yeah. do you reckon you can remember those yes i can okay far and back i can't remember <laughs> so it's, anyway, it's, a, it's alive yep it's human yep it's genetically distinct that's it okay got alive 
human, right. genetically distinct. That's it. So, so those biological characteristics, and all of this is biology, and, and, and all of this is actually uncontroversial. Yeah, every mm. medical textbook out there is going to say the same mm. thing. Mm. Whether you like it or not, the reality is there's no question biologically it's alive, it's human, and it's genetically distinct. Mm -hmm. A whole new human being's life has begun. And from that moment, what you then get is obviously terrific development you know, mm. over obviously those months in the womb, mm. but then also continuing outside the womb mm. after birth, mm. you know, so uh, a, a huge amount happens before birth. Um, but some people talk about the first three months out of the womb as the fourth trimester because yeah. the baby's still so dependent on the mother yes. um, for feeding and whatever else. Um, and, you know, they don't suddenly get up and start walking around at birth. No. You know, they're very, very fragile. And they're not even seeing colour. After birth. I think not, that could be right. I yeah, think, not, I think there's a period okay. a point where they begin yeah. to see colour. Right, right. Yeah, they, I mean, certainly when they first come out, they, they're not focusing on things. They're no. looking around. They're observing light, but yeah. they can't sort of clock you with eye contact. No. And, um, I even heard they can't see further than from the mother's breast to her face. Really? That's actually the range of a newborn oh, really? infant's right. vision. Like, and right. it's blurry at that, but that's, okay, that's as far as they can see. So there'll be a point in time where they could see right across the screen. Right. But initially they can't. I don't, how true that is, I don't Yeah, know. well, I mean, that, that, would, that would sort of resonate with my experience. You know, I remember with our girls when they were born, I remember seeing, seeing Isla uh, straight away looking around everywhere, fascinated by the light, but mm. she clearly wasn't able to, you know, focus. focus on, yeah. And interestingly as well, she, she was still clearly getting oxygen from the umbilical cord for, I don't know, a minute or two after mm. birth. So she didn't start breathing straight away, but Whoa. still getting oxygen from the umbilical cord. So it's, that moment of birth, it's interesting. Of course, it's a hugely significant moment, but it's the same baby. Mm. And mm. the development continues. And even the breathing apparatus doesn't change just like that. No. You know? So it's, it's important for us to see the continuity. Yes. Before birth. Yes. After birth. Okay. Um, so, and what about people say, okay, well, it's just a fetus or it's just an embryo. What would you say to that? Would people say, okay, well, it's not, it's not a baby, it's not human, it's just a fetus? Well, that's, it clearly is a fetus, it clearly yeah. is an embryo, but what, what does, where does he, mm. women and children first is a commonly understood, right, right? that's the birth right. hedra. Yeah, yeah. As it's known as, and that's, yeah. that's a noble thing to put mm. the safety of women and children first. So yeah. saying it's just a baby, right. hang on a minute, mm. that, that, that shouldn't be pushed down a bit. It should be elevated, right? In terms of the need to protect it. That's right. I, don't, I don't get what they mean. It's just yeah. a baby. That's it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know when they say oh, it's just a, an embryo, just a fetus. Again, what kind of fetus? Are we talking about a dog fetus here, a cat fetus? Right. You know, it's still a human. Yes. Right. And and actually, we wouldn't say, oh, it's just a toddler. Mm. You know, you can get a toddler. It's just a toddler. It's not yeah. really a human yet. Yeah. It's a human toddler right? Yes. So all of these terms, embryo, fetus, baby, toddler, adolescent. Yes. They're not different beings. No. How do you describe? What actually, what actually are they? What, what are these the different? stages. Right. Yeah. The, the human development. Stages of development. Right. So it, the idea is just a, uh, just a fetus doesn't make sense. It's no. a human. And as you say, actually, the more vulnerable, the younger they are, the more we should be caring for them. Mm. So um, we'll come on to, in, in future episodes, we'll, we'll come on to talking about, you know, how we use the pictures to help establish mm, this mm. and provoke the conversation and, and the scientific facts, videos as well, very powerful. 
But first of all, we just need to be really clear in our heads about the scientific case mm. for the humanity, the unborn child. Mm. Okay, or, or you know, basically, what is the unborn? It's alive. It's human. It's, human. it's genetically separate. This is it. So it's an individual, mm. and yeah, it's smaller than a newborn. It's more vulnerable. It's less developed. But it's still a human being. Mm. Okay, so that, mm. and all of that. If anyone wants to argue any of that. Just say, look, go and find any accredited medical textbook that mm. disagrees. This is just mm. the facts, okay? Yeah. So that's the sort of scientific side of the coin. And actually, it's pretty straightforward. Mm. And if people are even vaguely honest with you, they have to admit everything you're saying there. That's is solid as well. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's just yeah. a good place to build from. Yeah, exactly. So it's good to establish that first. Get the facts straight, okay? Yeah. yeah. But now we need to move on to the more sort of philosophical side of things okay and i think this is actually really where the sticking point is right if people are being honest okay so do you remember we talked about how people sometimes say well it's not a human yet Mm. but they may not quite mean technically they're not claiming it's a different species not saying it's a rhinoceros no (laughs) becoming right right that's not actually what they're claiming what do you think they really mean by that when they say it's not human or it's not a life yet oh yeah but i mean it's not independent yeah it could be that could be that. As in it's not walking around breathing, doing it's putting food in its own mouth. Right, exactly. So I think what you've got here is peop- what they're really trying to say is it doesn't have the same value as you or me. Hmm. Even if technically, and sometimes I, people say this back to me on the streets or wherever, they say, okay, biologically, yeah, sure, it's human technically. But what I mean is it's not alive yet. And then you say, okay, well, it's clearly alive. And they say, okay, fine. Technically, biologically, it's alive yet. What I mean is it's not really a person yet. So what's going on here is they're saying it doesn't have the same value. It doesn't matter in the same way that you and I matter. And the reason they'll give for that when pushed is, as you say, it'll be down to some kind of function. Hmm. Well, they're not conscious yet. Hmm. Or, okay, but they're not um, able to relate yet. Or they have Hmm. no memory. Or um, they're not self-aware or they're not independent. So what they do is they take these functions of what it means to be a normally developing sort of child or adult or a a developed human being and say, because the unborn child doesn't have that yet, they don't have the same value. Right. Does that make sense? That's how they define life and value. The value of life is to possess those. That's right. That's right. So well, that's dangerous. It, well, it's very dangerous, isn't it? If you were to fall over and bump your head, suffer brain damage, you were to lose some of your cognitive function, right. what, what then? Can, right. I, can I chuck you in a landfill site? Well, this is can it. Can I? Can I dispatch you? Mm. Mm. This is where it leads. And, 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 that's, and that's what we're going to be able to help people to see when we get to sort of episode three is, is exactly that kind of reasoning which can help people to see the ramifications of what mm. they're... Mm. And they won't have thought that through necessarily. Because mm. actually, if our value is down to certain functions, mm. we're all on death row. Mm. It's just about how close to the end how you are. How close you are, yeah. Right? Because if it's down to my cognitive function... It's going to deteriorate. Right. That's going to happen. Yeah. Alzheimer's, go yeah. to a coma, yeah. dementia, whatever. Does your value sometimes evaporate? You know, yeah. Are you worth less? Right. But this wow. is how, and this is, the, this is where it's even bigger than abortion. Our society is, has long lost a grip, is losing a grip on 
what makes us valuable mm. and if we put it down to a certain function or another it's incredibly dangerous mm. I mean it's already wreaking havoc mm. but it can get even worse mm. than this so um, so this is the kind of st- strategy of the pro-abortion kind of lobby okay so firstly they'll try and ignore the baby entirely if they can right abortion yes. is just healthcare yes know, just a woman's choice yeah you know so pretend the baby's not there mm. When that doesn't work, they'll try and downplay the that life in the womb, mm. the sophistication. Oh, it's just a bunch of cells. Mm. Oh, was, there's nothing there. But then, when that fails because the science is so clear, the next strategy is to despise the unborn child because of essentially how young they are, and how small mm. they are, <laughs> and how unable they are to do things. Because of course, we wouldn't say these things are the minors, would we? The Chilean minors. No. Well, you know, they don't count because, you know, they're underground. They're inconvenient. Right. It's going to cost us a lot to get them out. Because the world afforded humanity, and if you want to use the term personhood, Mm, to those, but they won't, to the unborn child. Okay. So what they're really trying to say when they use words that sound biological, like human or life, often they're actually making a philosophical point or a moral point to say, they don't really matter yet because of certain functions, okay? Mm. Now, we're going to revisit that in more detail, um, but let's just uh, do a bit of work on that now. What is it that actually makes us valuable as human beings? Why, 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 does, why is human rights a thing? We're certainly set apart from all other life forms on mm. Earth. Mm. That seems clear to me. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier that I thought we were, I said we were made in the image of God, mm. created yep. by God. I mean, mm-hmm. that may not be everyone's opinion, mm-hmm. but even if you don't believe that, however you think that we came to be here, yeah. there's clearly a margin between us and any other flora or yep. flora or whatever living yep. thing on earth. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're set apart. Absolutely. Um, and that, interestingly, just as a historical point, that is the foundation of human rights. You know, so uh, sometimes that's explicit, like in the um, American Constitution, it talks about all human beings being endowed with dignity mm. by their creator. Right. Yeah. So that's their value, is that they've, they have these inalienable rights because they've been granted them by their creator. So sometimes that's explicit, but it, just as a historical fact, the only reason there is such a thing as the concept of human rights, like right to life, mm is because of this Judeo-Christian concept of the image of God. Mm. So whether people are Christians or not, that's just a fact. Mm. Human rights didn't just, you know, it's not, it's not a given, actually. You look at ancient Greek or Roman cultures, mm. they don't care about human rights. <laughs> you know? no. it's, it's about the advancement of, you know, the Roman Empire and actually the idea of slaves or women or foreigners having the same rights or babies, children. Yeah, this is going to a very dangerous place as well. Mm. Right. That's, a, yeah. There was something in Roman law, I think it's like, I always remember, it reminds me of the word partridge. Right. It's like patridia or something. Part, okay. Like, and it basically meant that the man yeah. is the authority of the household. Yeah. So yeah. everything else in the household is subject to him, yeah. beneath him, He's and he merely has to want to get rid of something. And yeah. he's legally allowed to. It's his wife, his children, yeah. just anything in that, his slaves. He can do what he wants with Yeah. Them. Yeah. I think it was in play for about a thousand years. Mm. How dark is that? Mm, mm, mm. How scary is that? Yeah, well, it, this is the thing. In, in, in so many cultures, human beings have been commodities. Mm. Something you can buy and sell. 
something you can kill. Um, and, and that is actually outside of a, a Judeo-Christian or sort of post-Judeo-Christian, you know, where the effects are still rumbling on. Outside of that world, th- th- there actually is no such thing as human rights. Mm. That's the harsh reality. Now, people are unaware of that, but that's just a historical fact. Mm. That This is where the notion of human rights came from, okay? But whether or not people understand or ascribe to the, the idea of the image of God, fundamentally, if human beings have value, if the right to life exists, mm. then it, again, it's so simple. Mm. If the unborn are human beings, shouldn't they get a right to life? Mm. So part of what we need to help people to see, and we'll come to this in a later episode, is, I mean, you, you cited a great example. If it's about cognitive function, mm. well, how does that fall down? Mm. You go on a scale? Right. You can measure that, is that IQ? Okay. You can start bumping off some dum-dums. Right. And this is what happens. That's not... No one's going to think that's okay. And, and, and uh, we've Hit, seen... Hitler was along these lines, right? Well, exactly. This, that's, yeah. that's horrific. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got the Action T4 programme, euthanasia, killing off children with certain disabilities. Disabilities, yeah. And calling it mercy. <laughs> killing off certain ethnicities, of mm. course. And yet, this is what humanity does again and again when we say value isn't just intrinsic, it's not just because you're a human intrinsic, being. Sorry, what is intrinsic, it? so just inherent, like, because you're a human being, you, you have value. Right. End of story. Right, and it's not... You don't have yeah. to earn it by yeah. being of certain IQ or skin colour or whatever. Yeah. It's just intrinsic. It, you can't get it out of you. It's just yes. there. Okay, yeah. And that's... And really, humanity, when it comes to human rights, we face a choice of just two options. Either... Human beings are intrinsically valuable, mm-hmm. which means all of them are valuable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. regardless of function, mm-hmm. regardless of what they bring to the table. Either they're totally and intrinsically valuable, or they have no intrinsic value, only what they can bring to the table. Only if we happen to like the way they look, what they can do, whether mm. they fit the picture, whether they are contributing to our economy. valuable to you, yeah. So it, and it's harsh, but those are the only two options. That's the stark reality. There's no grey area. There's no grey area. Either it's intrinsic value, and we're all the same. Or no intrinsic value. Or it just comes down to a function. Yeah. So, it, so what actually is valued are the qualities. Okay, so for example, in certain cultures, um, if you were uh, white-skinned, then you have value. If you're black-skinned... Yeah less value you're more like property because human beings weren't deemed to be intrinsically valuable Mm. but actually it was all about the functions or the characteristics Mm -hmm. some of the details of the way they look what they're able to do and in indian culture there's the whole thing if you have a daughter you need to pay for her to be married if you have a son you're gonna yeah right so the financial value right on the gender yeah and hence you get gendercide you get gender abortion yeah 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 targeting yeah so the moment a monetary value can be placed on a human being, the intrinsic value's gone out the window. The moment you say certain people get to live and others have to die, intrinsic value's gone out the window. Mm. So it really is an incredibly simple but profound decision that's faced mm. here. Do all human beings, no matter how small, mm. no matter how young, no matter how underdeveloped, mm. do mm. all human beings have value or actually do none? And it's just about what you can give me, and that's mm. what I value. If mm. you suit my worldview, if mm. you suit my mm. economic, and you needs. can lose that as well, in, right? In, exactly. In that exactly. idea, idea. If yeah. I'm, if today, today I'm valuable to you. 
tomorrow I trip over and break my leg. Right. Like a racehorse, it's just like you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Bosh. Exactly. And that's what we see, for example, in Greco-Roman culture. If a baby was born, looked a bit weak, not going to grow up to be a great soldier, leave him out on the hillside. <laughs> it sounds shocking, but it's exactly what we're doing today. It's a small step. But yeah. Yeah. It's just a number of steps down the line. I right. Guess. Like, so. Yeah. So it's post-birth. Yeah. We're not really doing it post-birth yet. Places in America, I've heard are. Already are. Yeah. yeah. Canada, partial birth abortion. There are serious philosophers out there in the world who are very well read, very well respected, who literally argue for post-birth abortion, infanticide, exactly along these lines, that they don't count as persons yet because they can't do X, Y, or Z. So this is the stark decision. But for our purposes here, we just need to get our thinking really straight before we can get into a good pro-life conversation, the basic case for life. Okay, so Mm. let's just, um, as we finish up, let's just rehearse that. Premise one, it's it's wrong. wrong. To intentionally kill an innocent human being. Premise two, abortion intentionally kills an innocent human being. Therefore, abortion, abortion is, wrong. is wrong. That's it. That's the conclusion. Okay, so that's the syllogism. We've looked at defending that because it's, it's point two that's controversial there. It's the abortion, abortion intentionally. That's yeah. what this is, yeah. yeah okay, right, that's where right. the debate's going to be focused because people are going to deny the most important thing, the humanity of the unborn mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. We've looked at that scientifically. Mm-hmm really clear case but also philosophically okay they deserve the same protections and rights of life as all of us yes regardless of function yes regardless Should, of race regardless of exactly. gender right those they're, they're human they're exactly that's it begat by humans as you said they're the, the father and mother yeah exactly so simple so if they're human and they're alive they deserve rights just like the rest of us regardless of function okay so coming back to it all um where we start at the beginning is this a complex issue or is it a simple issue? Simple issue. It's a simple issue. Morally, it's simple. Next week, we're going to look at how emotionally it can be very complicated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're not yeah. saying it's a walk in the park out there, but we need to be clear morally and logically. Mm, mm. This is a really simple issue. Mm. And I think that's part of empowering people to engage in this great battle. Yes. Knowing confidently that what we're standing for is backed up by yeah. science by logic, mm. by good conscience, mm. history's on our side. Mm. We don't need to be overwhelmed by the case itself. But mm. next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about how we can deal with the people standing in front of us. Right. I think, Dave, I think that'll be useful. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to I'm it already. Forward to that, yeah. Dave, thanks so much for joining oh, us. Thanks and uh, look forward to having you next week. Yep. Brilliant. See you soon. Thank you.